Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Low Watt Living Podcast, the podcast for anyone who wants to live a little more energy independent. I'm your host, Harlan Meeks, and this is Episode 9. Okay, first of all, I have some uh, more corrections to make out of so, off of some of the other podcasts I did. First thing, um, I had mentioned the Survival Podcast many times, and I had said on the last podcast or the podcast before that uh, it was um, not the survival podcast.com but the survival podcast.net i was mistaken of course it is the survival podcast.com the reason i was confused is if you go to jack spearco's uh website the survival podcast.com and click on the link to download his uh newest podcast episode it will take you to uh the survival podcast.net as his feed so that was my mistake. Uh, I listened to it a lot off my phone. And uh, so it is thesurvivalpodcast.com. I got it right the very first time. Uh, second thing is um, once in a while I will say, especially when I'm talking about power applications, I will say 110 when I mean 120 or 120 when I mean 110, as in like the power coming out of your house outlet. Uh, that's just something I do. I'm not very good with numbers, and I invert things and mess up things every once in a while. I just want to let you know. Also, on the battery backup system, I had mentioned amp hours, and I had said that the battery will, will run um, so many amps for so many hours. It was actually amps per minute, but it was 120-some minutes uh, at 23 amps or 25 amps. So you just, you just um, divide the 120 some minutes by 60 for 60 minutes per hour. Anyway, it would be a couple hours, so many amps for a couple hours. Anyway, I just want to let you know that because I, I went back and listened to some of the other podcasts I did and I noticed some of these mistakes I made. I'm not perfect, just like everyone else, and I will make mistakes from time to time. All right, on that note, uh, let's get on with this week's show. This week's show, we're going to, I'm going to be talking about uh, wind turbines, uh, professional giant wind turbines like in wind farms and normal wind turbines that you have in your backyard. All right, there are four main components or parts of a wind turbine. There's the base, the tower, the nacelle, and the blades. Now... The blades, because the blades are a special shape, the, the wind creates a lift like an airplane, a, a pocket of pressure um, as it passes by the blades. The pressure pulls the blade, causing the turbine to rotate. Now, basically, it's the same thing that happens when you blow into one of those little wheels, those little spin wheels or pinwheels, and uh, uh, you create a pressure against those little uh, blades or pinwheel, and it causes it to turn. Same thing with a wind turbine. Now, the nacelle, or the, the body of the actual wind turbine, um, that houses the, the generator and the gearbox. The gearbox actually uh, takes the rotation of the blades and multiplies it through a gearing system 
where one rotation of the blades equal many rotations of the actual uh, generator itself. And the generator spins and produces electricity. Now the tower is where you get the access for maintenance. Come here. Come here and say hi. Come here. Come here, buddy. Can you say hi, everybody? Okay. You gonna go watch Jake? Go watch your Jake. Sorry, everybody. That's the part of being a father. Um, now I was on the tower. The tower is uh, where you get access to do a lot of the maintenance and the in the gearbox and the and everything in the cell. Now the tower is extremely tall, depending on where this actually is. Um, I think two hundred feet tall, more or less. Um, you also have the base, and that's what the the actual wind turbine, that's what holds the wind t- turbine up. Uh, they're made out of concrete and reinforced steel bars and, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, there's a couple different designs on there, but I I know that it's a, a very sturdy. It has to be. Think about it. Think about the wind and the pressure. All, all the pressure of the wind pushing onto that wind turbine and spinning the blades. You know, it's, 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 it's extraordinary. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of, you know, know-how to, to build those. Even the towers for a home system, it's basically a straight pole with a lot of guide wires. All right, now uh, a home-based system. It's basically like the really large ones. There's just a few differences. Number one, you have the blades, obviously, and they're smaller, uh, of course. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into that. Hey, everything's smaller on the on the home ones, but the um, you have the blades, and then normally you have, depending on your system, you either have a DC motor or you have an AC motor. Now the DC motor is just a normal DC motor that's running that's spun backwards. Uh, if you hook a battery up to it, it'll spin the, the way it's actually designed to. To, to operate, but if you spin that in the opposite direction, you'll actually get a charge out of it instead of a, putting a charge into it. Now, an AC motor or three-phase motor, when the wind turbine spins, it creates normal uh, three-phase AC like that comes out of your house outlet. Now, now I used to think that these DC, these um, the DC uh, generators were, were the best. I, that, that's what I wanted because, well, heck, I'm charging a battery bank system, you know, on it. Why wouldn't I go DC to DC? But I, I've watched a lot of videos and read some stuff on um, on why some people think three-phase wind turbines are better. You know what? I'm starting to lean that way and, and, and agree with them. Now, what I've told you before on uh, the, the very first podcast is DC direct current uh, does not travel very well um, in a line in a in a uh, in a cable. The farther you go, the bigger the cable has to be. Now, uh, I had a problem with my solar solar panels originally because I had a small gauge wire. I actually used a an old uh, 
extension cord, and I cut off the ends of it. I just used two of the three wires in there, and I hooked up my solar panel system to my house, you know, through into my house and through the into the uh, battery backup system originally, and that didn't go very well. It was um, a little over 50 feet, and I got I got okay power through it, but not as much as I should have because I was using such a small gauge wire. Now, to do that right through DC, I would have to use a, a much larger cable to run that power into my battery backup system at that distance. AC is not like this. AC, uh, well, everyone's probably had a 50-foot extension cord, and the power runs fine off of it. DC run through that same cord, you would not nearly have as much power at the end as you were were on uh, at the power source. Um, I, I, I don't know the technical reason why, but I know it's true. Now, if you have a three-phase wind generator or wind turbine up on a hill somewhere, you, it doesn't really matter if it's 50, 100, 200 feet away if you're running three-phase because it travels very well through a smaller gauge cord. So you can run that three-phase wire down and be fine. Now, if you have the same thing with a DC uh, direct current motor and you try to run that 300, 200 feet even, you, you would be in some sad shape comparably to the three-phase. Now, what you can do is you can run that three-phase down and put it through a bridge rectifier. What that does is you, you have your three-phase, your three wires coming in, uh, red, white, and black, I think. You hook that up to this little tiny box, basically. And what that does is it uh, takes that into those three screws and uh, he's, my son's playing some games. I can hear him in the background. But you hook these three wires to one side of it. And on the other side, it has a plus, a negative, and a positive. So it changes in DC. It's in this little box. And then you run that straight through to your uh, charge controller and into your battery bank system. That's why I think this might be the way I go. I have a pretty good DC motor, which is probably what I will end up playing around with, but... If I decide to save up the money and get a regular, um, uh, kind of nice uh, uh, wind turbine, I'm, I'm prob- probably going to go three-phase. It just it seems like the logical thing to do. But, well, those, those are the uh, different parts of the wind turbine. And those can be hooked up. Hold on just a minute. Let me, let me quiet him down. All right, as I was saying, um, this wind turbine or any wind turbine like that, uh, like the ones I've discussed uh, home, home power with. Um, these can be hooked up just like your solar panels can uh, through a charge controller. You just got to make sure uh, your charge controller can handle the amps. I have a 30-amp charge controller. So um, if you had something like that, you could run a pretty good size uh, wind turbine. But you uh, want to make sure your charge controller can can handle the amperage that can come out of those max. The maximum amperage can come out of those because you don't want to uh, fry your system at all. You could also put a, a fuse through in there, you know, so and all that fun stuff, which you should have anyway on your power backup system. I have neglected to do that, but I probably will when I re, refurbish my, my system, which will be coming up hopefully soon here. 
but those those are the parts of the wind turbine. Um, it's pretty simple if you stop and think of it. The blades, the body of the motor, the inside of the motor, um, and the tower, and your cables. I mean, basically, that's what it is. The tower, uh, depending on where you're at, can be whatever height you want, whatever height uh, is safe as well, because you don't want it too low where people can hit their head on it, but if you have it too high, it's going to be really hard to get up there and mess with it. There's a, a lot of uh, people put it on a, make like an L out of it, uh, where you have the really tall part uh, that holds your wind turbine. It comes down and then has a, a piece that kind of 90-degree angle uh, along the ground. Number one helps stabilize it. Number two, if you take that L part and lift it up, you can lower your wind turbine uh, at the fulcrum where they meet at the 90 degree, which is kind of nice. I like that. Uh, a lot of people, uh, uh, if you have one that tall, you have to have cables running it, running on it to um, keep it steady. You know, like uh, like the power, the big power lines do. They have those those uh, cables that uh, hold them for high winds and everything. But that's my wind turbine. Uh, podcast. Hope you all liked it. Uh, if you want to contact me, you can contact me through Facebook at Low Watt Living, or you can look at some of my videos on YouTube. That's also Low Watt Living. Uh, this podcast is ran through Podbean. That's P O D B E A N, like a bean you eat. And that's at Podbean. Uh, it's, I think it's www.lowattliving.podbean.com, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure, uh, almost 90% sure that's right. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, but uh, any questions on this one, on this uh, episode? Like I said, uh, hook, hook up with me on Facebook. That's where I do most of my contacts. I am getting a email, an email address extremely soon, like within the next week. It will most likely be lowwattliving at gmail.com. Well, there's my wife, so I've got to go. Until next time, keep low-watt living. Thank you.